everyone. I hope you are staying healthy and safe. This podcast episode comes with a video interview. If you would like to watch the video interview, you can find the links of the interview in my episode notes. You can watch it either through my YouTube page or my Facebook page called Words of Heart Podcasts. However you choose to listen to it, I truly hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Victoria Malinato. Malinato. <laughs> you have such an interesting last name. I'm real sorry if I mispronounced it. Right. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Victoria. Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Awesome. So, Victoria, if you could... Um, divulge with my listeners a bit about yourself that would be great give us the inside scoop into Victoria yeah no um my name is Victoria Maldonado um um I'm an author um I do women's fiction and children's books and I'm also an editor um and I'm starting up a new publishing company so that's kind of fun um and yeah, so, but I've been, um, I've been an editor all my, most of my life. I was a teacher. I taught English as a second language and also English and also French. So I've kind of got a little diversity, uh, but I've been editing for magazines and other publications all my life. And um, so yeah, words are my thing. <laughs> so. Awesome. Um, so how did you um, get into that? Because um, I'm a real lover of words. I consider my... Um, I go through this little mantra, why is because of the whole pandemic season to be a warrior for change through the power of my words. So right. I'm a real um, lover of words and the expressive depths behind it. Plus I'm a poet too. So there's yeah. that appeal as well. That's um, awesome. How did you um, get into writing or being so vastly immersed into it as you are? Yeah, um, no, I just always loved words and written word and everything that goes along with it. Um, it's just been a calling. Um, like, honestly, I hear things in my head and it just needs to become a piece of art, a piece of literature or something. Um, so it's just, it's kind of like breathing for me. I really have no other marketable skills than words. <laughs> so, so it's really, it's what I enjoy. It's my passion. Um, I like to bring stories to the forefront and I mean, stories for kids, stories for adults, I mean, uh, poetry, whatever it is. Um, I just think that um, as humans, that is one of the main things that separates us from the animal kingdom is our ability to use language in such a creative way. And it's really fun for me to number one, craft things with that language, but also appreciate and bring forth other writers who have that passion for words because every one of us is completely different. Um, and it's our experience that is important to share with the world. That's authentic. That's being, being authentic and having authenticity is just using your experiences and your words to bring that story to, pe- to other people. I truly mm-hmm. admire that. And that's like really the fundamental vision of this entire podcast is to share your story, your perspective, your experiences, because they deserve to be heard and shared, therefore helping others um, as well. Um, 
So considering you're so immersed in work and the whole writing culture dynamic, um, I know there's many different areas of writing, obviously biography, nonfiction, fiction. Um, what particular um, writing style would you say pertains to you? I mean, I definitely write fiction. Um, I do have hopes of writing um, kind of, it, not really a memoir, but more of a, a, a journal, a journey of my coming to faith story. I really do hope to write that someday. So I do hope to to delve into nonfiction at some point. Um, but yeah, fiction is what I do. I, I like to just weave stories and characters and, and drama and really make those uh, like sing. Um, but then like um, also with children's books, I like to do rhyming cadence. I like it, like it to, to sound as good as the story is. Um, so I really, I have a good message in them, but I also make it rhyme. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mostly stick to fiction. I'm not much for the nonfiction because we all live life. Who needs to read about that? <laughs> right. Um, so um, where would you say um, you're writing? I'm so, I love the fact that you're a writer. I truly admire that because that's sort of like a little <laughs> dream that I hope comes to fruition <laughs> is to have um, my own book of poetry. But um, considering um, our conversation and the depths of our experiences, um, my sister's really planted this um, tidbit of um, knowledge, if you will, in my head because there's many facets to my story. Um, apart from podcasting and doing this um I had many health deficiencies growing up being diabetic during a pandemic um that's a chapter in itself because yeah. I don't think anyone um can understand the depths of the reality of having to be diagnosed with anything during a potential virus that could kill you um that was absolutely terrifying but I saw the silver lining to it um because if I hadn't been diagnosed um, when I did, um, I don't know how much about diabetes you know, um, but I was on the brink of death pretty much um, before I got diagnosed. So yeah, I've known several people with that, um, both type one and type two. And yeah, I've been with people, sorry, my kids are having door slamming upstairs. Oh, like, um, yeah, I've, I've been very close to two different people who were virtually on the, on the brink of death with with the type one diabetes specifically. So yeah, it is harrowing. It's a life change. It's something that never really goes away, but yeah, you can learn to manage it, but yeah, it is, that is a harrowing thing to go through. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. You're completely fine. Um, but yeah, my sister thinks you should just write a story about your life pretty much. Um, and that's definitely has resonated a lot more. Um, I think the doing this podcast is a huge part of that. Um, sharing my experience, vulnerability in such a broad platform to help others that I should really just put that into a book format and the immense potential that has is a, probably gonna be astounding, I feel. But yeah. um, speaking of writing as a whole, um, when did you specifically get started into your writing journey? Um, well, I mean, I've always been writing since I was nine. I mean, I really wrote my first book when I was nine. And actually, <laughs> I have it. It's it's a little unicorn thing. But, um, but you know, no, but professionally, I mean, I always knew I wanted to be a writer. It started probably middle school, high school was when I really decided on that, that direction. Um, but then I'm like, well, can I make money doing that? And so I 
got myself convinced to go into teaching, which, you know, is cool too. Um, and I, I loved the kids. I hated all the stuff that went into teaching. Um, but I've, I've um, for my novels, I started, I started my first one when I was 15. Um, and then I didn't publish it till I was 31. Um, Cause it just, it needed to grow up with me. So it was kind of one of those things. Um, but then I've just, I've published since. And then, yeah, I just, it's, it's a lifelong journey and every aspect of my life has been writing or editing in some sense. So it's, it's really the only thing I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, what obviously specifically on, on fiction, what book, um, would you say is one of your favorites to work on? Or have you created any books in the midst of this um, pandemic season, considering everything is so um, conducive to the household? Yeah, no, um, I, I actually finished my third novel during the pandemic. I started really hardcore with it in uh, January of last year, and then I published it in June. Um, I've been thinking about it for six or seven years, but life gets in the way, jobs get in the way. And then suddenly I was, you know, without a job, COVID and at home and I'm like, what do I do? And, um, so I, yeah, I, I finally allowed myself the time to focus on it. Um, and it doesn't really relate to the pandemic at all, but it does relate to uh, my own personal journey that I've gone through. Um, a lot of trauma, a lot of um, getting past the past and going toward a brighter future kind of themes. Um, and then on all my children's books I did during, during this pandemic too. So those have just been a little beacon of hope for kids. And, um, so yeah, it's, it, for me, the pand pandemic was like reassessing, reflecting, and trying to see the, the light and the hope beyond it. Cause we will get through it. It's just a matter of how and when, so. Absolutely. And, um, I love, uh, I love that you're a writer because I can't, really can't relate yeah. to that. Um, I feel like um, obviously being diabetic was something I didn't foresee coming, but um, it did give an opportunity for a lot of reflection and reassessing one's priorities. And I think um, because of the fact that we had such availability um, on a personal um, writing level, because again, I'm a poet, um, I think I literally produced like the most um, remarkable poems because of how available I was. Um, just to give you a I guess I'm sort of bragging a little bit. Um, I um, read in at least 57 poems. Um, <laughs> so good, that's enough for a book, works. It is <laughs> for a book. Um, so I completely understand that though this um, season has been um, devastating, my heart goes out to everyone who's been affected by this, um, but there has been a small um, silver lining to these circumstances as well. And well, yeah, and that's what you we really have to focus on going through this is that how can you refocus and reflect and make the most out of what you're experiencing because for for me even though i write mostly fiction that fiction comes from a place of authenticity and reality and depth and it's it's stuff that people are going through and 
if you can funnel that creatively, that's really cool. That's really neat. Like um, this, um, the blue book here, it's, a, it's actually a, a poetry book. It's not my poetry, okay. um, but uh, a friend of mine passed from suicide two years ago, two and a half years ago now. Um, and she was a prolific poet, but she never published. And so I took it upon myself, you know, a little bit after her death, I asked her husband, I'm like, I know, Lisa was a poet do you have her stuff and can I get her stuff and can I try to make something of it and so I think I have one just so you can see that the scope of it this is the scope of her writing I mean it's it's 500 pages of, of mostly poetry so um, it's it's insane. Um, but yeah, that was my one, another passion project after I published my third book. That was my passion project to get that published. Um, and that one helped me launch the publishing company that I'm with. So yeah, we publish poetry. Just saying, let's talk after. Um, but <laughs> I would love to help you out with that if that's something that's in your heart. Um, but yeah, no, I got to um, share Lisa or her name is Lisa Gullo. And I got to share her work through that. And, you know, all proceeds from that book go directly back to her family, which is cool. I don't make any money off of that. Um, but yeah, but that was her, her authentic experience. She wasn't even writing for anyone. She wasn't writing for a fact. She was writing to figure out herself. And um, that was really hard to work on. So there's a lot of abuse and depression and um, pain trauma she had seizures um like hemoplegic hemoplegic migraines which basically make you a seize and you lose half the function of your body so um yeah what she went through and how she struggled with it is is what's in that anthology but yeah that was a fun project to work on not fun but you know what i mean interesting very fulfilling project to work on <laughs> um even though this has been a great it's been a difficult season. Let me rephrase the question. It's been a difficult season, though great um, as far as um, your book goes, which I, again, truly admire the fact that you're a writer. Um, but how have you mentally been doing considering the season we're in? That depends on the moment. I like to try to keep myself productive, which is why I've published four, no, five books in the last year, just because um, my children's books are tiny, so it's, you know, less. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, no, I like to keep myself productive and moving forward, doing, controlling what I can in the season of, of no control. Um, I mean, we've been very fortunate to um, not, in our immediately fam immediate family, none of us, you know, got sick with the, with the pandemic, um, but we've known lots of people who have. Um, so, but um, homeschooling kindergartners was no fun this year um that was that was not not fun at all um because we were doing online school and I was I had to be there with them every step of the way um and so much togetherness when at this age we should have separation they should be in school I should have a break you know we should be able to go and do and enjoy and we haven't been able to so it's been very stressful on a personal level um and I don't know if I deal with it the best, but how I deal with it is try to be productive and turn those roiling emotions into something creative. So. I love this conversation so much. Hey. I completely can relate to it. That's awesome. um, because 
words have such immense power and that's why i'm such a lover of words okay um i have like probably a million books on my bookshelf and on my phone that have yet to be read because <laughs> i have so many <laughs> uh so um i do have an icebreaker question for you um but because you're a writer, I feel like I should shake it up a bit on perhaps ask two um, icebreaker questions. Um, I knew what the first one would be. If there was an adaptation of one of your books into a movie, who would you want to be the director? The director, oh my. Um... I was thinking you were going to ask for the actresses, um, the director. Um, I am in love with, and I always have been in love with Joss Whedon. I don't know if you're familiar with A him. little. He did the Avengers, but that's not what I know him from. Um, he is, was the director, writer, producer, creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Dollhouse, oh. um, Serenity, Firefly. Um, and he has a new one. It's on HBO, so I can't watch it yet. But um, but I love his style. I love how he treats characters. I love how he treats female characters. Um, and that's like the point of my books is like this. there's strong females who are going through very difficult periods in their life but they're able to make something out of it and come forward. So really, I've never really thought about it, but yeah, I really think Joss Whedon, it would have to be. Cause I just, I just love what he does and he picks the best actors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh Whedon, okay. So um, the next one is my favorite um, because it's a signature staple I ask in all my episodes. If you could have any superpower that's not flying or teleporting, um, I'm gonna make it a little more difficult because we both love of the words. Yeah. That's not flying, teleporting, or riding. <laughs> or riding, what would that power be? Oh my. Um uh, no, so not teleporting, because that would that's always my go-to because I want to travel all over. Um I, mm, <laughs> that's so hard. Uh, so not flying, you picked all the ones that I would pick. Um, and I made it extra difficult because I know you're a real lover of words. So I, yeah, I have to I take the power you already possess away in this case. Normally I don't take that away, but I wanted to shake it up a bit. I would really like the power to not really hear people's thoughts, but kind of um, maybe like an empathetic power. Like I can truly understand where people are at and what they're feeling, um, but I would have, have to have the ability to control it and not get overwhelmed by it because that can get overwhelming. Um, but like selective empathy, um, like super empathy. So like if somebody's hurting, I would really know the right thing to say. Or if somebody's, you know, really elated about something, then I could, you know, really be in with them on that and figure out that. So probably that super empathy. <laughs> so. I can get with that. Um, I consider myself to have that empathetic power as well. 
Um, so I can get with that power. That's the choice about this question. Many people answer it differently. Um, so that's what makes it so fun. The power I would have, it's not exactly a power yet, but I feel like it would be one in the future, would be the power for this podcast to be heard across other galaxies that have yet to be discovered. They're not even discovered yet or, or on NASA's radar yet. Yeah, that would be cool. So they're listening to this right now from like <laughs> Mars or a galaxy again, not yet discovered. Well, that, that's the power of impact. You know, that's kind of what we all hope, especially as writers. Um, yes. You hope that somebody <laughs> will resonate with what you put out. Um, and that is the biggest um benefit not benefit but just like joy I guess yeah. of being a writer you just want people to to completely resonate with what you do um and somehow connect to them emotionally I mean I've had people just like sob outright with my novels and my children's books too because um, <laughs> so, I have th this one that literally is um launching in two oh. two days or three days it's launching on June 1st Tears for the Butterfly. And this is about empathy and compassion and love and how that ripples out into the world. So it's got that effect. But um, yeah, so that's my new one. <laughs> I love that it's a butterfly. I literally yeah. have a butterfly. That's oh, I love it. Understand. Oh, yeah. we're becoming yeah. good friends already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's just a tale of a butterfly impacting other animals and um but it's it's I've had people cry there's been like five or six people who've read it now and they're just like crying by the end of it I'm like oh yay I love it I'm surprised I'm not crying right now because I believe I love butterflies so much it's even my Instagram handle for crying out loud because they have I'm again I'm a creative spiritual person you understand this quite a bit already now yeah but butterflies are such a symbol of creativity just because they are so fleeting, but they're beautiful. They're delicate, but they're powerful. It's just, there's, it's, it's just a fun, fun creature. Absolutely. And they're so like transformative from being like social mm -hmm. and not shy, tiny to now evolving to something beautiful and creative yep. and social. And uh, it's, it's like my spirit insect. I know it's an insect or animal, but it's like literally my spirit insect because it's like totally represents my whole journey and everything. Yeah, and if, and if you can be that transformative being through your life, then I think you've, you've made it. I mean, I know I've done that. I've, I've, I've lived like seven different lives. I'm almost like a cat. Um, cause I just, I've been so many different people across so many different spectrums and who I was in my twenties is totally unrecognizable to who I am now. And so, yeah, I love that transformative, um, a silly bird. Um, but yeah, I love that transformative nature of the butterfly and just, you know, lives in general. So it's fun. Awesome. Um, we can keep talking about writing all night long. Um, we probably could because uh, I love writing so much and so do you. But we're at the end of this awesome conversation. Um, do you have any social plugins where people can find your book? Is your book going to be a movie soon? Give us the one on one. Gotcha. That's how my audience can get in touch with you. 
Yeah, no, um, I have um, hopes that um, at least my women's fiction is called the Hearts Drawn Wild trilogy, and it's In Death We Part, Running in the Mists, and Awaken Elysian Fields. Um, I, I hope that someday those could be either like a Netflix series or a movie. I already have actresses picked out, you know, one of those things. And, um, but yeah, and actually my, my new butterfly book, um, one of my former theater students, I used to direct theater at a middle school. Um, she is so into the creative arts right now and she got the book and she was just in tears. And she was like, can I do a dramatic, representation of this so the butterfly will be a stage performance <laughs> fairly soon I, I i predict that um so yeah no i i would love that to get out there that would be so cool uh, but that's time we'll have to just time and <laughs> ways to get through um but every all of my books and and more about me can all be found on my website and the website is victoriajhyla.com and hyla is h-y-l-a um so that's my website everything's on there all my books all my socials every way to get in contact with me autograph copies like everything so <laughs> so yeah that's probably the best way to go and then this i have a, a foo dog too this is foo and he has a blog and i do that too and this is bartleby he's the main character from my book uh bartleby the brave Oh. And that's a story about kindness and bravery. So I have lots of stuff in the background. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Victoria, for this awesome conversation. Words have immense powers. And I truly believe it's gonna this conversation is going to resonate with so many. Awesome. I hope so. And that's, that's the power of words. And that's what we're here to do. So Absolutely. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe. Write your heart out, please. Don't keep your voices silent. Write and write. It has immense depths to comfort, just like this podcast. So stay healthy, stay safe, and until next time. Bye. Hello, everyone. It is your heart warrior, Dion, here. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you liked this episode and would like to leave a rating slash review, please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave the review slash rating on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. In addition, if you would like to let me know right away your thoughts on this episode, you are also welcome to leave a voice message right here on the Anchor app. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful day.